Here is what you missed this morning on the Catholic Morning Show. Let's go now to our next guest, author of the book, um, You're a Miracle. And it's the story of recovery and written by Joe McGivney. Good morning, Joe. Welcome to the Catholic Morning Show. Good morning, Deacon Mark. Thank you for having me. Yes. Well, it's, uh, I don't know if you had a chance to tune into the, the opening of the show there, but uh, I'm, I'm very intrigued because I, I have uh, you know, some familiarity with recovery and, and attachments to some uh, different recovery circles in, in central Iowa here. So you're, uh, I think you're, your story is probably very pertinent because, right along with your own story, uh, the new year was when uh, you were forced to make uh, some life-changing decisions, right? Yeah, it's, uh, you know, as, um, you know, recovered alcoholic, um, you know, it's, I, this time of year is very different now than it was yeah. for me, you know, in prior years, because in, in the prior years, um, it was really kind of a dark, deep, you know, dark and sad period because I knew there was, you know, I wanted to make the resolution to no longer drink, mm-hmm. but I knew in my heart that there was zero chance of that happening. Yeah. How, so, how long did how long did it? Uh, at what point did you decide that uh, alcoholism was uh, was the diagnosis, or that you were, a, 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 in a sense, a hopeless alcoholic? You know, I, I reached the hopeless part probably during COVID. Um, that's when my, my drinking and my progression of alcoholism really just went off the charts Mm -hmm. and, uh, ultimately leading me after, you know, drinking throughout each day for a period of months and months, um, it ultimately landed me in the hospital, uh, where over a nine week period, my brain started to rewire and I was became full-blown psychotic Mm. um, with my last stop being a locked psych ward at a local hospital here. And my family was told I would be that way for the rest of my life. Yeah, I was going to say, talk talk a little bit more in in detail, that uh, sort of breaking point that led to you uh, making a a decision to uh, seek out recovery. Yeah, my my decision to finally do that occurred... um, so after the, the nine-week period where I was in and out of different institutions, three different hospitals, my family being told that I would be crazy for the rest of my life, um, they put me in a treatment center, which agreed to hold me for 30 days so my wife could find a permanent institution for me. And that's when my miracle occurred. I was put to bed one night, woke up the next morning completely fully healed. Um, but waking up in that you know facility with no idea how I had gotten there finally made me realize I think I have a problem with drinking. Mm. And so then, uh, how did your drinking impact uh, your relationships, particularly with uh, with your family? Um, you know, they definitely uh, impacted them negatively. You know, even though you know. Um, Throughout my adult years, I was certainly an alcoholic. You know, I, I would always try to be present with my family and with my children and with my wife. <clears throat> but I didn't, you know, I didn't give it my best. They were getting a less than best version of me throughout those years. Mm-hmm. Um, and when I look back on that, that's something I wish I could change. But I'm so grateful that I have had the opportunity to mend all of those relationships now. Um, and they're more fulfilling and rich than they ever have been or that we ever dreamed they could be. So 
It's one of the beauties of recovery. Yeah, so, so talk a little bit then uh, why you decided to write the book. Uh, you know, there's a uh, uh, in, in Alcoholics Anonymous, there's you know something about being uh, maintaining that anonymity. Uh, but you decided to go public and share your story. Uh, tell our listeners why. You know, it, it really comes down to you know after I rec- you know w- woke up um, was completely healed miraculously from my psychosis. Um, you know, I started uh, attending AA meetings. I got a and it's very common, it's part of the program to start giving back to mm-hmm. other alcoholics. So I started, you know, doing speaking in AA meetings and in treatment centers, but I was still always wondering about the why. You know, I, certainly I was not the only alcoholic in the world. Mm-hmm. Why did God choose to save me and heal me? Um, and ultimately, the connection to Father Forgive came into play, and and I felt, you know, this, it, it answered the question for me as to why I was saved. Yeah. And I believe I was saved to tell this story. Mm. Um, I, I, you know, have a gift of gab, I guess, <laughs> Irish would say. But, um, so, I think rather than keep that beautiful gift and miracle mm-hmm. that God had given me and my family as our own little secret, I decided that I would tell anyone who would listen. Yeah, so to any of our listeners, that uh, the name McGivney, uh, and that we're speaking with Joe McGivney, author of the book, You're a Miracle, uh, his uh, story of, of recovery and God's miracle in his own life of, of recovery. Uh, the name McGivney is, is right there connected with Fa- Blessed Father Michael McGivney, the, the founder of Knights of Columbus. Talk about your relationship to, uh, to him. Yes, um... Well, soon after my recovery, I, you know, started trying to figure out different ways to serve others, and I finally decided to join the Knights of Columbus, which I knew my distant relative was the founder of, Uh but um, frankly, up until I joined just a little over two years ago, I didn't care. (laughs) I didn't see what was in it for me. Um, After I joined the Knights, then I was able to kind of put the pieces together. But my relationship to him, you know, from a lineage standpoint, my great-grandfather and Father Michael are believed to be second cousins. Um, they, my grandfather grew up in a little village in County Cabin uh, called Kilmalek, and Father Michael's dad grew up in the, uh, a, a similar village about two miles from each other. So it's very difficult to prove with 100% certainty with, that we are related, um, but it, it would be really shocking if we weren't, yeah. put it that way. Yeah, and, you, and it, see, it looks like you're on the fast track. You see, I see you're the Deputy Grand Knight of your council there in Florida. Is that right? That is right. That's correct. Yeah, I, I always warn people, stay away from financial secretary because that's how you might end up becoming a deacon. Uh, that's, a, that's, that's part of my, my own story. And uh, uh, you, you, we have a, a local show here that's uh, Faith and Family Finance, and I've shared a little bit uh, of how um, the Knights played a role in my you know, call to the diaconate. And it involves being a financial secretary where you, know, you don't get – it's an appointed position, uh, you know, 
kind of voted in, I guess, but uh, you don't you don't ever relinquish that. It's like the Pope; you have to die before you're replaced. But uh, so that's my warning to you, brother. <laughs> okay, I'll keep that in mind, Deacon. Thank you. Yeah, you bet. So, so then talk about then. Um, you know, are you still suffering any effects at all? Because uh, for many people, it uh, it takes a while to, to recover from the effects of, of alcohol or drug abuse. Uh, any residual effects you're, you're suffering from uh, from your uh, alcoholism? No, a- absolutely none. In fact, you know, the, my my disease took me to um, a neurological condition called Korsakoff psychosis, better known as wet brain, mm-hmm. and Statistically, once given that Korsakoff diagnosis, there is really an 80% chance that you will spend the rest of your life completely psychotic, uh, leaving a little 20% chance that you will die. Um, I mean, the statistics are frightening. Um, I have been 100% healed miraculously, instantaneously, with no physical or mental deficits of any kind. Mm-hmm. Perfectly healthy. And how's and your... That just doesn't happen. Yeah. Yeah, it's, a, it's, it's fascinating. I'm, I, I look forward to being able to read more. How has this now then impacted your family? How have they responded to uh, maybe this uh, unwelcomed, uh, maybe in some regards, uh, notoriety or fame that goes along with, with being a published author and public speaker? Uh, but also, you know, imagine there's some gratitude in there. How, how has your family responded, particularly your wife? Um, you know they they've responded in a you know in a way that I really didn't even know or hope could hope could have hoped to ask them to, but they my wife my two adult children have completely wrapped their arms around me, supported me, loved me, um, and that could have gone very differently, um, especially with my wife and I. Um, it was a very deep, dark period for her while I was, you know, being transferred from hospital to hospital. Um, and after a period of healing, we found our way back to each other. And our marriage now is more beautiful than either one of us could have dreamt of. Um, Praise God. Because we finally figured out the real key to the successful marriage was putting God first together. Mm. Sounds like uh, the next next book you're going to write, huh? Yeah, well, that was certainly the missing link we had for years. You know, even though we loved each other, um, having this newfound relationship with God that, again, we share has made our marriage just so off the charts wonderful. Yeah. Beautiful. That's uh, that's wonderful. And for many people, there's a there, there's a, a particular person in their life that was very influential in their uh, you know walk of sobriety. Uh, and for you, it was Aunt Jerry. Tell our listeners about uh, Aunt Jerry. Sure. Um, Aunt Jerry is a um, a nurse. Her maiden name is McGivney. She she's part of the family. Um, and when I went, became very sick and was being moved from institution to institution, Jerry would translate what the doctors were telling her. She kind of became the advocate for me and for my family. Um, Well, after my miraculous healing, Jerry and I started a a weekly phone call every Saturday morning. We never miss it, Mm -hmm. where we just kind of, you know, 
check in with each other. And I think that call began early on in my sobriety because she wanted to check in on me and make sure I was doing okay. And that has now evolved into just this incredible weekly tradition. However, the other part that role that Jerry played is it's believed that Father Michael, now Blessed Michael's intercession, is what led to my miraculous healing. My beloved Aunt Jerry was the one who was praying fervently to our relative Father Michael to intercede. Well, that's and fantastic. it's believed that it's her prayers that led to where I am today. Well, it's a wonderful story. How can people find the uh, find the book and learn more about uh, about you? And because you do go out and do some speaking, uh, how, how do people uh, get in contact with you? Uh, you can find the book is available on Amazon. The it's the title is "You're a Miracle." You can search for that, or just search for Joe McGivney book. And uh, we've also been featured, or I have on a number of different YouTube videos produced by the Knights and some other organizations. And you can find all of those uh, by going to joemcgivney.com. Wonderful. Well, thanks so much for your uh, uh, your faithful courage to, to to share your story with our listeners and with uh, with others, and for putting this book out. We'll look forward to uh, I, I look forward to getting my hands on it and pouring over it and learning more about the the miracle that you experienced in uh, in, in receiving the gift of sobriety and, and a strengthening of faith. Joe, thank you so much. Thank you for having me, Deacon. Have a blessed day. You too. Listen to the Catholic Morning Show weekday mornings at 7 on the Iowa Catholic Radio Network, iowacatholicradio.com, or the Iowa Catholic Radio app.